Welcome in, everyone. Just another sports podcast. Pleased, as always, that you are listening. Uh, Greg Swatek and Josh Smith here with you. Josh, uh, joining us from home on this uh, snowy Friday. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm nice and warm. Uh, You're under a snow blanket? Still coming, still coming down outside, but uh, I'm nice and cozy in my home office here. You're under a blankie or something? Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 doing your pages? I got, my snuggie, I got my snuggie on. Yeah, your little, your little, your little snuggie and your, and your blankie. How many times have you shoveled it? How many times have you had to shovel your driveway already today? Uh, well, uh, this morning I just did it once. My son went uh, somewhere with a friend, and before they came to pick him up. We should, we shoveled it off, and it it wasn't hardly anything out there. But um, I think from what I've heard, it's it's you know getting pretty bad. So yeah, the the, the roads the, road. the, the roads are a little bit slippy. I uh, I had a precarious turn on my way into the office. Uh, so so it's probably a good thing that you're uh, you, you're nice and comfy in, in in your own house on a day like today. So um, yeah, I'm getting a little sick and tired of this snow, man. We keep having all of our local sporting events called off, and I, you know, people need to understand how frustrating that can be, especially for me, because then I have to go scrounging to find a bunch of stuff to put in the newspaper. And I, there's nothing I hate more than having all of our local stuff canceled, because that's what people want to read about largely in our paper. So. Uh, it's incredibly frustrating. Hey, what can we do? Hey, thank God Rob uh, Havenstein is in the Super Bowl, right? Like, 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 imagine if that wasn't happening, what would we be shoveling into the newspaper this week? So. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, we will talk about the Super Bowl. It is uh, the Friday uh, before uh, the Super Bowl, so we'll get into some of that stuff. But uh, the place, I, and we'll, we'll do some buy and sell, and uh, we'll throw some people on the Great. boat, on the boat, yeah. all, all our normal segments. Uh, but the place I wanted to start is uh, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are still looking uh, for for teams uh, to play for next season. I mean, how yeah how how surprised are you about that? And, and what does that say about where we are with baseball free agency in general? Do you think? Yeah, it seems like there's there's definitely been a a shift in the way this is going to play out. Um, unless something has changed with the with the players union and the contract whenever that's up um i think these teams are just they're tired of paying you know these gigantic salaries i guess um and they're all it seems like they're all sort of in agreement about it now i'm going to be really curious to see how how much harper gets like what are you hearing it's almost like a foregone conclusion that he's going to go sign with the phillies right i mean what are you hearing what have you read or seen about like the numbers that he might get from the Phillies? Well, it, it might be close to three hundred million, but he's not going to get the number of years. He probably won't get like ten years, like he was talking about. It might be, it might be like a, five, yeah. it might be a five-year contract or or a seven-year contract or, or or something more along those lines. It doesn't seem like a team's willing to lock in for ten years anymore at that kind of money. And uh, teams have done it in the past, and they've been burned by it, but they've also done it with older players like uh, Albert Pujols, who, yeah. was, who was like 30 years old, with Ryan Howard, who was in his 30s, um, uh, and, and some other names are escaping me uh, that, that, that come to mind. Well, right. Well, here's my thought on that. Um, I, I understand why these teams don't want to pay out 10 years of a contract, especially with the way – uh, a lot of these teams are being built today. These teams, well, obviously you have the Yankees that spend ungodly amounts of money and, you know, the big markets teams like L.A. and New York and uh, and Boston. But, you know, look at the recent history in baseball and you have, um, you know, look at, look at what Houston did and uh, what Chicago did. They, they have their, their core of players is largely very young and they didn't, you know, there weren't any huge contract players on, on those couple of teams um, that won World Series. I mean, maybe Altuve had a big deal at that point with the Astros. But, um, you know, my point is you can win with younger players with the way things are shaking out with analytics. And, you know, if you draft well enough and these players develop quickly, um, you know, you can win with younger players and you don't need to pay – you know, some star veteran player for 10 years at some ungodly sum of money. Yeah, I mean, our man Barry's Verluga, if you haven't seen this column yet, I'm sure you will, and you might want to run it in uh, in, in tomorrow's newspaper. Ooh, uh, yeah, I'll have to look, he, look it up. He has a terrific story saying this stuff, this free agency stuff, is, is now harming the sport 
because teams are saying we're willing to be totally uncompetitive. We're willing to lose yeah. at, at a high, yeah. le- at, a, at a tremendous clip for, for two or three seasons in exchange for maybe there being a uh, world series trip or a championship down the road. So, so they're asking patience from their fans. The problem is they're putting their fans through three, two or three horrible seasons and there's no guarantee that you're ever going to win the World Series or or make some gigantic playoff run. There's there's, there's no pot of gold at, at the end of the rainbow unnecessarily. So so you're asking your fans for a lot of patience, and uh, there's no guarantee of a, of a reward at the end of the road. So I mean he, he put, yeah go ahead yeah the the headline here I'm reading the I went on the post Bloomberg um, wire service that we have access to and the headline says what do you call a game in which half the participants aren't trying to win Major League Baseball. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> that's exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll read the story. It's a fantastic story, and I think the Nationals have spent somewhere along the lines of 189 million, and this is before they might even sign Bryce Harper again. Uh, and mm-hmm. and like half half of Major League Baseball, if you combine what they spend in free agency, it doesn't even equal what the Nationals have spent alone on on yeah. on, on free agents. So you have this competitive. Uh, unbalanced, and he's and he's saying it, it, it's harming the sport. And and he points out that that yes, the Astros and the Cubs have recently burned their franchises to the ground, basically, and rebuilt them mm-hmm. in, in in the World Series champions. But for all the teams that that doesn't work out for, are the fans just going to leave and and not come back? I mean, are, are are these baseball teams chasing away their fans in hopes that they bring them back one day? But but what if they don't? Uh, and, and yeah, is, is that is that is yeah? That, I mean, I wonder. I wonder how much. Um, how much money these teams, these teams, I guess it's just these major league franchises can make money even if they're losing, you know, uh, uh, they're way under 500. They're still going to be drawing enough fans and selling enough concessions that they can actually make money. And so they don't necessarily care. Um, yeah, just on the until, sheer, <laughs> just on the sheer volume of ga- just on the sheer volume of games. I mean, you, ha- yeah. you you don't have the revenue sharing like you have in football or even the NBA or something like that. But just on the revenue sharing alone, you have 81 home dates uh, that you're guaranteed. So yeah, concessions, parking, all all that will add up to to a profit of some sort um, at, at the end of the day, even if the teams aren't winning. Like like the Orioles are in an interesting position because I don't know if what, I don't know if they've necessarily tried to burn their team down, but 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 they're but they're yeah. they're they're at the foundation of their uh, franchise now too with a new manager, a new GM, with players that that, that you don't really know about. Um, uh, yeah, they're they're in a different ball ball game though. Almost it seems like because just exactly what you just said. They, I mean, they're not expected to do anything, and um, I think their fan ba- the fan base is is going to be okay with that for a couple of years. Everybody knows they're not going to spend money on an, on any free agents, any veteran free agents, and that's completely fine for this year and for next year. I think three years you know, from now, if they're continuing on that track, then uh, depending on the progress they've made, then some, some of the fans may start squawking. But it's, um, it's not as much of an issue with them as it is with some of these other teams that are clearly just sort of standing pat and are – not really trying to do much of anything to get better. Right. And, and, and the Orioles have had recent success too, which sort of softens the blow of this. I mean, they, yeah. they, they, they've had playoff trips in recent years. They've, they've won the division uh, in, in recent years. So that sort of helps to soften the blow uh, for, for some of this stuff because they're not like, imagine if the Orioles started on this and embarked on this quest, like after they went from like 98 to 2011 without, without winning. anything. Yeah. So, I mean, it'd be a much harder sell they'd have a much harder time uh, of f- filling their ballpark, which isn't, which has lost its, some of its uniqueness. I mean, it's still a great park, mm-hmm. but, but I mean, all these other fancy parks have opened too. So, um, so yeah. yeah. So the, yes, the Orioles are in a slightly different position, but, but the point is like, is, is baseball heading down a dangerous road where, uh, half, yeah. where, where a, a good, more than half their teams aren't even trying to win. And, and they're playing this patience game with, with, with no guarantee of success at the, at the end of the road. So um, most, most of these fans are not going to go for that for very long. I, I, I think it's going to blow. It could absolutely blow up in their faces right. because um, people just, they're not going to accept it for, for more than a year or two. Um, you know, it's just not fun as a fan. If you know your team is not trying to win, Man, that's hard to accept. Yeah. It really, I mean, and then, you know, it's the same thing happens that happens in the NBA with some of these teams that clearly tank. Like what's going on with the Knicks, which I'm sure we'll get into in a little bit. But clearly, they're just they're done for this year. They're they're tanking. They're trying to, you know, 
clear the bankroll so they can sign some of these free agents and get the top pick maybe to take Zion Williamson. Anyway, I'm going off on that tangent, but yeah, similar well, in that and similar in that regard. Well, you even have a team like uh, like the Indians, uh, a, a team that I root for, and and they've been they were yeah. they've been division champions for for two or three years running now, and and they announced uh, very early in the off season that they weren't planning on adding any any money to the payroll like they weren't going to spend right. on, they weren't going to spend anything on free agents and and and, and this is a, this is a competitive team i mean they they they've been in the playoffs and and they're one of the favorites to win the division again and get back to the playoffs i don't know if they're considered a contender to win the world series but 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 still yeah. like a, a playoff level team that said we're not we're not interested in spending any money so so it's sort of an interesting dynamic i highly recommend how, how do you feel about that with the indians cuz they got rid of they got rid of a couple of big name guys, right? They traded them for lesser known right, yeah, pieces, the, pieces, right? And and they were talking about trading uh, Corey Kluber, who's been their ace for for the last decade. But but that right, but that seems I, I I saw the other day that that seems in, increasingly unlikely uh, to happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it's frustrating because yes, they'll get they'll they play in a bad division and that and that's why they're winning it and that's why they'll get to the playoffs. But once they get to the playoffs. They they don't have a shot against the Red Sox they, or the or, 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 right. or the Yankees, and they'll they'll be a quick out in the playoffs. So it's frustrating because I mean they've been so close to winning the World Series uh, just a couple of years ago. Yeah. I mean they were in a Game Seven of the World Series. They had a three one lead against the Cubs, and, and 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 they totally blew it. So so yeah. So I mean I, I mean they have a couple guys that they're going to have to pay. Uh, uh, Francisco Lindor and, and Jose Ramirez, two of their all star players that they're they're going to have to pay, and that's part of the reason why. They're, they're saving this money now because because they know they'll have to keep those guys. They'll have to give them big contracts. But I mean, mm-hmm. but, 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 but with this market correction going on, I, I wonder how big the contracts will, will actually be and, and and for how long a period of time. I, I think you're going to start seeing big money contracts, but for a much shorter duration of time in terms of years. Like guys might get may, might make some, something close to thirty million a year, like they like the big stars ha- have been making. But it might be just mm-hmm. over a sh- much shorter uh, period of time. So. It's become yeah that 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 game and that league has really become like a young man's game almost. Um, you don't see these guys. It's dominated by young players um, more than it probably has been in the previous decade. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. A lot of the big stars are, are much younger now. So, and I think you're going to see less and less of these big contracts for older for veteran players. I'll be curious to see what, like where Adam Jones ends up. I'm. Even the, even in this slow market, I'm kind of surprised that he is still available, and I don't know that there has been much news in terms of offers. He he's been um, mulling because he's a relative, he's an older guy. Obviously, I think he's in his what he's probably in his early 30s at this point. But you know, great clubhouse guy, still very productive player, can certainly add something to a team. And you don't hear anything about. Um, you know, offers for him or where he may may, may wind up. I, I wonder if the Orioles would welcome him back just as sort of in, in that sort of mentor yeah. and, and, and leadership role uh, for, for some of these guys. I mean, he's so attached to the Orioles. He loves playing in Baltimore. He bought Cal Ripken's house uh, for crying out loud. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you have to have – there has to be some sort of a veteran. I, the Trey Mancini is the, is the veteran leader of the Orioles right now. He's, he's in his third year. <laughs> right. He's going into his third year. Right. So, so and, and, if, uh, and if, you yeah. could, if you could get Jones on a good contract and, 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 and there aren't any other great options for Jones, why why wouldn't the, the Orioles be willing right. to bring him back? So – um, so, Absolutely. So it's interesting. I, I, I mean, I, I know you'll read this Verluga uh, uh, piece. Uh, yeah, I, I'm curious. I, I may put that in the paper tomorrow because I definitely need some some content, and he's he's fantastic. So, and, and I highly recommend. Sure. I highly recommend everyone going on social media or, or the Washington Post website and reading it. Well. It, as well, it's a really interesting yeah. column. And I was, I was, I was, I've sort of been wondering if this will eventually bleed over into the NBA. Where you have yeah. guys, where you have guys like Mike Conley making thirty plus million dollars a season, and you have all these like mid level players making exorbitant money uh, per season. So, so, so I would wonder if if, if the NBA owners are going to sort of take a cue from this and saying, why are we paying these guys so much money? Uh, now, someone someone made the point to me, and, and it's true that it's a different dynamic in the NBA because as opposed to baseball, where you're paying. Uh, 25 guys, or you have 25 on the yeah. roster. You, you only have like 12 to 15 on an NBA roster, so so there's less people. Mm, yeah, but that game, that sport is so star driven, though. What, you know, obvious for obvious reasons, just because there's fewer players on the court. So it's going to be, man. I, I think it's going to be hard for that to happen in the NBA. I think these star players are still going to get 
paved out the wazoo. Right. You yeah, know? and it, and it's, right, and it's, it's different economics. The TV deal is different, so there's there's yeah. lots, there's lots of different factors into it. But but I I just wonder if there will be some uh, some pullback uh, in in the NBA yeah. as well. So. All right, uh, so I'll... I hope, well, that that would be that would be a breath of fresh air, honestly, because it makes no sense that somebody like Otto Porter Jr., as fine an NBA player as he is, should not be making the amount of money that he's making simply because the Wizards couldn't, you know, they couldn't lose him. Basically, they had to keep him as their one of their core players, so that meant they had to pay him a max contract, which is uh, ludicrous. But right, I don't know. I'm not smart enough to understand all of that. So. So uh, apparently Bryce, just going over some quick headlines that I saw in the last week before we do some buy or sell, uh, Bryce Harper, uh, yeah. apparently he's talking to the Padres. So that, that'd be an in- interesting fit there too, just because the Padres have a young core of players. They don't yeah, really have any established. Really young. They, they don't have any really established stars. So um, so Harper would have to probably wait a, a season or two before he would be, be playing for a contender. So is, is so it's close. Do you, do you believe he's really serious though? I mean, I think that's probably just one of those, Hey, I'm going to go talk to the Padres. So the Phillies up their offer to me. It's a negotiating ploy. Yeah. I, I seems like to me anyway, even the Phillies fit with Harper. That just seems like a strange fit. Yeah. It's, it's like, why go to the Phillies? Why not just come back to the nationals who have been who've, yeah. the place that's been your home. Uh, uh, for all these years, as opposed to going to the Phillies, just up the road in a division rival, where you have no real connection or ties or anything, it, 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 the Phillies just seemed like a strange fit for yeah uh, for Harper uh, for me. So, uh, and, and let then, me ask you, what, what, I mean, what do you? How, we're not experts on this. We're not you know embedded with any major league team. But how long do you think it's going to be before one of these guys signs? Like, how late in the process are we going to get before Harper? makes his decision and Machado makes his decision. Are we going to get into, into uh, mid-February or like spring training starting up and these guys are still not signed? Yeah, that's one of the things Verluga raises. We're like two weeks from, from spring training starting. And, 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 and it's not just Harper and Machado. There, there's there's several other Tons, very, yeah. very good that, very good major league yeah, players me, that um, don't have teams. <laughs> I'm in front of my computer here, and I, I saw a list online the other day. Hold on. I'll pull it up. It was a list of the remaining free agents, and we could run through them. Yeah. Let's see here. Anyway, um, what else were you gonna? Did you want to talk about? Well, uh, the baseball uh, and and Machado. It seems like the White Sox are the only name you hear uh, for for Machado. Oh yeah. Uh, too. So it seems like uh, that's almost a foregone conclusion too. Um, but oh, here's the list. Uh, here's the list. Go ahead. Um, real, real so, so in alphabetical order, I can read some of these names off of the teams, the free agents that are remaining. Adam Jones. Obviously, with Baltimore, uh, Craig Kimbrell is still out there. Um, let me see here. Melky Cabrera, gosh, he's still he, – that guy's played for how many different teams over the last – Bartolo Colon is still a free agent. Maybe the Orioles will sign him up. He could be a veteran for them, veteran leader. Yeah, Melky Cabrera um, played for the Indians uh, last year, so – Gio Gonzalez uh, is still available. Um, Clay Buckholtz still a free agent. Um, I mean, there's tons. There's this list is huge. Um, yeah, and, and, for, and we're on the verge of spring training starting, and they don't have places to play yet. So it, it, it's it's remarkable. So it's going to be yeah. I mean, it's going to be a flood of moves that are going to occur probably within the next couple of weeks. You have to think, unless some of these guys don't necessarily care about getting into spring training but the pitchers in particular we saw last year with Baltimore how they waited late to sign gosh who was it um the guy from the previously from the Tampa Bay Rays that became um Alex Cobb remember he signed really late and didn't have a spring training got, and it and he, essentially ruined his season yeah he got off to a horrible he got off to a horrible start he started pitching better as the season went on so, uh, so, yeah. so some of some of my fa- friends that are Orioles fans saying, watch Cobb be a pretty good pitcher for the Orioles this year. Now that he has a full off season under his belt, now that he'll have a full spring training under his belt. I mean, he could turn into a into a pretty nice uh, yeah. starter for the Orioles. So he should. Um, Mike Mustakis is another name. He's still available. Um, there, there's just a bunch of them. So it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a crazy couple of weeks, I think, in terms of signings. I, I would imagine. Yeah, the other big headline of the last week is uh, Anthony Davis, all-star forward for the New Orleans Pelicans in the NBA. Uh, he has yeah. uh, re- requested a trade. Uh, his agent happens to be the same agent as LeBron James's agent, Rich Paul, 
Everyone seems to be saying that it's basically a foregone conclusion that it'll wind up with the Lakers. I mean, how would you how would you how would you look at a, a move where Anthony Davis is traded to the Lakers and the Lakers are giving up half of their young team uh, to get him? This is what we we just keep talking about. This is just the way it is in the NBA now. Um, I, I don't like. I, I particularly don't like this. I like. I, I'm a big fan of his Anthony Davis, and I. And it was almost sort of like the way I felt about, um, you know, like Bryce Harper in some respects. I wish he would just stay there, just establish himself, and, and with the Pelicans, and you know, sign the contract and see if you can make it work there. Um, I think he would make more of a name for himself if he if he was able to do that than he is by jumping in with the, in bed with the Lakers and, and LeBron and trying to win a title like that. I, this is just sort of kind of getting on my nerves honestly the way these guys are just hopping around and um but they hold they hold the power we've talked about this so good for them yeah you know, he's he's gonna get what he wants i think but but like. but you raise a good point that you as a fan it, it, it seems to be turning you away or or souring yeah, your taste annoying. on the yeah. league so so i mean it's something the league's gonna have to deal with like these team these players that can just up and leave just on an annual basis for any team they want and just team up and win the next five titles or whatever. So at least oh, well, and it devastates these teams. It's going to devastate the Pelicans. Right. They're, and they're not a, they're not a big market uh, NBA franchise. So they're not, they're going to have trouble drawing free agents. And that's what I don't like about it. It kind of gets, gets like, look at when Durant went to the golden state. I loved, I, I loved watching golden state as that sort of plucky underdog that came and, won the title with Steph and Clay and, and Draymond. And then they added Durant. It's just sort of like, really? You know, like, yeah. I, I don't know that I, this is that fun for me. Like, it's great to watch when, when they're all really in sync and they're playing great basketball. Like, that's terrific and all. But the story, to me, it, 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 it's not as fun anymore. It's yeah. you know, They're almost like beating up on the rest of the league. Yeah, I mean, NBA fans are complaining because it's a foregone conclusion the Warriors are going to win the title every year. But at least with them, it's happened mm-hmm. – it, it, it's happened uh, somewhat organically because Steph was a guy that, that they brought through yeah. their system. Uh, Clay was was their guy. Draymond was their guy. The only guy they've really added is Durant, uh, and, that, and that's no small addition, obviously. But 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 but, 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 but most of their roster has been has been uh, cobbled together, pieced together in, in, a, in a genuine way. That they haven't just pieced it yeah. together through through spending big money on 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 free agents. You're right. So, so that's the one thing with them. But yes, adding Kevin Durant is uh, after LeBron makes all these moves and stuff like that. that, that <laughs> after LeBron makes these moves, that's pretty much what's, what's happening. Even though you know he's not the GM. I mean, you know he's pulling the strings behind right. the scenes on all this and, stuff. And they and they and the Warriors that uh, they just brought in uh, Demarcus Cousins too. So, so, so there's another one. So they, yeah. they're starting five All Stars. So. Um, but, but, and, and the thing is like, okay, you're, you're Anthony Davis, you're going to go play with the Lakers and LeBron, but how much does LeBron have left in the tank? I mean, he, he, he just came back yeah. last night after a major injury. He's an older player. Older players get injured. Like Kobe lost almost two full seasons at the end of his career due to injury. So, and, and, and LeBron's played more basketball than, uh, on a professional level than I think Kobe has, um, um, at this point. So is, so is LeBron. So what is the future of LeBron? I mean, uh, so, so you're tying yourself to LeBron. The Lakers are tying themselves to the LeBron, but how much more are you going to get from LeBron? It w- would be my question. Yeah. So. With Davis, I mean, we're, are we assuming he's going to get traded there? Or are we assuming that he's going every, to, um, every, everyone, I mean, who knows? I mean, the, the, the Celtics could jump into the mix. Some other team could jump into the mix, but, but everyone seems to be shouting and, and, that, that it'll be the Lakers and 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 it's but not... the only way they can get him is by trading for him, correct? Uh correct, right. So yeah. who are they giving up? Like that's the we talked about this at work the other night. Yeah, I mean the the, the team is not going to be. They're going to have to give up Ingram and Kuzma or one or the other or Ball or whatever, and it's that team is not going to win the West. I mean, I know that everybody knows that the the, the Warriors are obviously the team to beat, but. The rest of the West is sort of like up for grabs. I would imagine. like that other spot in the in the final yeah. is is not necessarily you know cemented with anybody. I, so I, they could. But I, I, I think the idea would be that they have Davis and LeBron. 
they yes they'd lose all those players, but then they have they'd have the money to add another star player. Yeah, uh, in the off season. In the off season. So it'd, yeah. be, it'd be Davis, LeBron, and then bare bones. Kawhi Leonard or Bear, uh, yeah, Davis, LeBron, Kawhi Leonard, and then bare bones around those three guys. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's a weird it's a weird dynamic what's happening with with baseball with with the NBA. So I mean, the, the money and uh, is just becoming such in sports that. Well, I, I can see where the average fan uh, yeah, gets mm-hmm. get, gets turned off by it, uh, honestly. Uh, so, um, a couple of other headlines. I, I don't know, I don't know if you have much reaction to this, but uh, Eric DaCosta, the new Ravens GM, had to refute uh, had to refute a report that he and John, <laughs> uh, John Harbaugh were already feuding. So, but um, yeah, I think well, there was a pretty there were a pretty good re- uh, number of reports that came out during the season that. Um, it was widely known that he and Harbaugh don't get along. So, look, I I mean, of course he refuted that, but we're journalists, you and I, and um, whenever you hear a report like that, I I believe it. So, (laughs) I mean, it's not coming from nowhere. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, So, and I think he even said, like, oh, we've got people that are trying to bring us down. I don't even remember what the quote was, some nonsense like that. It's like, come on, man. Like, I'm sorry, I believe it. I, I just, I think... Where there's smoke, there's fires is what I always say when it comes to those reports. Uh, apparently, they're neighbors too. They they live like a hundred yards from each other. So maybe, yeah. So, so maybe they're seeing each other too much. Maybe maybe they <laughs> maybe maybe they got into a fight at like the neighborhood barbecue or the neighborhood block party or something like that. And 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 they're spending too much time around each other. Maybe kind of like me and you. Like yeah, I just need to have a break from you every right. now and then. Yeah, so exactly. That's one of the so, reasons why I'm not coming in tonight. I right. And Colin is clearly taking a break because he's not with us. Well, uh, obviously. Too. So, right. so he's sick of us too after after calling in from after calling after calling in from memphis tennessee last week so so yeah so exactly maybe, so maybe DeCosta and uh, harbaugh just need a little time apart uh, d- during this uh early off season uh in, in the nfl yeah so. yeah I, it, it's um man the ravens are going to kind of be an interesting team to watch over these next couple of years because of what they're attempting to do which i don't believe is going to be I think they. Um, I think they need they're going to be able to pull off. I think they need to add a quarterback. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I know, I know, I know they're committed to Jackson, but I mean, the the fan base was ready to bail on Jackson at halftime of the of the Chargers playoff game. So, um, I don't think it's going to work, man. I do not think this is going to work. It doesn't make sense to me with the way the league is is moving now. Um, man, I will be surprised if Harbaugh makes it through this contract. Yeah. Right. Without getting fired. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, but maybe through the season without getting fired because <laughs> if, it, if, it, if this Lamar Jackson thing goes south, like like it already seems like the league was catching up to it. Now, and if they start poorly next year, uh, they're, they're going to be in a real bind. So I, I think they need to add some sort of young quarterback to maybe turn to um, in, in case the Jackson thing does does. Uh, sure. B- blow up on them uh, right away. So. And, and don't forget, they have. Um... They have some substantial questions to answer on defense. I think C.J. Mosley is a free agent. I I don't think it's a it's a certainty he comes back. I don't know what kind of money they have to offer. You know, Suggs is ancient yeah. and is probably going to retire. Um, they have some issues. I think one of their other pass rushers is is, is uh, Zadari. I'm sorry, I can't remember, remember his first name, but one of their pass rushers, uh, Smith, is his last name, I guess. Um, um, yeah. Zadarius, Zadarius Smith, right? Yeah, Zadarius. I, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe he's a free agent as well. So, um, you know, it's not like a certainty that they're going to come back as the same sort of team like that can shut teams down with their defense and rely on that running game. So, man, right. gi- a giant, giant risk to, that they're taking, giant leap that they're taking here. I think. All right, let's run through some some buy or sells uh, real fast. Um, yeah. Do you buy or sell uh, Bryce Harper as a Washington National next season? <laughs> I mean, all these reports, everything I keep hearing is that he's it's like done deal with the Phillies, and um, I, I don't know. I, I think that's passed by. I think it's it's done, and he he's uh, so I'm I'm selling Bryce Harper as a Washington National. I, I I'm gonna buy it actually. I, I think as his really? as, as the money comes down and the years come down, he'll he'll realize that. If I'm going to leave the Nationals, uh, like if if all things being equal, why, why not just stay with the Nationals as opposed to going to the Phillies? Just for just yeah, to, I get just that. To do something I, different. I agree so. with that that thinking for sure. So if so if the money's in the same ballpark, I I think you're staying with the Nationals, and the and the and the money seems to be coming down, and and the years seem to be shortening. So so I'll I'll buy that Harper uh, stays right. uh, with the Nationals uh, next season. 
Uh, we'll finally get into some right. Super Bowl stuff here. Are you buying or selling that this will be Rob Gronkowski's last game in the NFL? Oh, I know why you added this, because it's what I said the other night. I said, I, I'm buying that this is his last game. I think he is done. I think his body has taken enough punishment, and he's really not himself, and it's obvious that he's not himself. And I think, you know, I don't know that he's going to be some superstar wrestler or professional wrestler or movie star or something like that, but um, I, I'm, I'm not seeing him come coming back next year. Yeah. I, I, I see all that. I wouldn't be shocked if Gronk hung it up, but I but I will I will sell that this is his last game. I mean, he's a he's a football player at the at the core of his being. Um, it's yeah. not it's not the Patriots are going to the, still going to the Super Bowl virtually every year. So so as much as he talks about Belichick being boring and and how tough it is to play for him, I, I mean, and just the Patriots organization in general, I, I I think he loves playing for him. Gronk's a football player. I I, I think he'll come back. Uh, for for at least one or two more seasons before before he hangs it up. So all right, I I mean I think wasn't there wasn't there talk last year that um there was discussion of them trading him or something that like that and I think he was he was he was cool to that and he didn't want to yeah he, he, uh, he, he said about playing for anywhere except New England he said so. he said Brady was his quarterback and stuff like that so I think he had like a, some heart to heart with Robert Kraft and right. obviously they didn't trade him right it, I mean it's Gronk you never know what he's gonna do but but I but you say he's done I, I say he'll he'll hang on for for at least one right. more season so uh, the the coaching matchup in the Super Bowl you have 66 year old Bill Belichick uh, in his ninth Super Bowl going for championship number six. You have the youngest coach in the league, uh, just turned 33-year-old Sean McVay uh, in the Super Bowl for the first time, uh, going after his first championship. He's hailed as the new uh, boy genius in the NFL. Um, are yeah. you are you buying or selling Sean McVay winning more Super Bowls than Bill, <laughs> than, than, than Bill Belichick? Oh, 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 that's not happening. I'm selling that. I'm selling it fast because – you, we're, we're, this is not going to happen again. We're not going to see what we've seen with the Patriots. How, I mean, Belichick's not done either. So he's going to. there are going to be years that he gets back there before he retires as well. Um, I, I, with the way the league is built now and the, and the parity and the way things change from year to year with the teams that make the playoffs, and um, no, I, I don't see Sean McVay, even though he's 30-whatever years old, uh, I, I can't see it. I can't see him. What was it? You're you're saying he's going to get get to more Super Bowls than Belichick or win more? Win more. So he would have to. So mm-hmm. he would have. He would have to get. He'd have to get the five Super Bowl titles, potentially six, uh, if if he doesn't win this one. So. Well, oh yeah, I, I, I I'm selling that idea. And also, don't forget that Bill Belichick has actually has more Super Bowl rings than that because well, with, the, recall, with, with, with yeah. the Giants, right? Yeah. Yeah, he he won too as uh, as a defensive coordinator with the Giants and. Did he also leave? He's been to I I don't know how many Super Bowls he's actually been to. But um, when Parcells was now he was he didn't previously work for the Patriots. Did he as a defensive coordinator? I don't think. He uh, I don't. He had moved. He had moved on to uh, the Browns at that point. Yeah, right. When uh, Parcells was was, was in the it, Super Bowl was with Blood, right. so. Yeah, I don't think Belichick. So anyway. I'm pretty sure Belichick was on that staff. I'm going to sell too for all the reasons you just said. The only thing that gives. Uh, uh, McVay a chance is his age. I mean, he and, he, sure. and he's still got all of his career in front of him, uh, you would presume. But but so much happens, and so much has had to happen for the Patriots. I mean, look at all the breaks that they've gotten just to win five Super Bowls. I mean, Marshawn Lynch not running on the one-yard line, the crazy comeback against the Falcons, the, the, the tuck rule game. So as the There's sort- le- there, like, there are legitimate ways that they could be 0-5 in those Super Bowls. Right. Yeah, exactly. So – I mean, look, I mean, look at the look at the last two. If the Seahawks uh, hand the ball to Lynch, and if the Falcons just run the ball in in obvious running situations, mm-hmm. I mean, the Patriots could they lost to the Eagles last year. They 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 could be riding like a three or four game losing streak in the Super Bowl. So, um, yep. so yep. so that that's the that's the component that people underestimate is you need so much luck and good fortune to win one of these things too. And the, and, and the Patriots, for as great as they've been, they've also been extremely lucky uh, to be in the positions that they've been in uh, repeatedly. So it's just tough. To you make do. your own luck. That's the saying, right? Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 exactly. But but some of these things you can't even make up uh, that, that, that New England has, has benefited from. So, um, so I will sell Sean McVay winning more Super Bowls than Belichick, too. Uh, back, okay. back to the NBA and, and our, our Washington Wizards here. Are, are you buying or selling Bradley Beal as the best player on the Wizards? 
Um, just named it, his, looks, it, sure, it sure looks like he is. Just, just named um, just, just named to his second All Star team uh, yesterday. So and and, and, they, and I really they yeah, there were a couple of years ago when they go ahead sorry they they play better when it, when when it's just Beal uh, uh, shooting and, they really do. and dominating the ball as opposed to John Wall doing it. And and what's this man? I, what's the sign of of a great player? It's, it's, especially in basketball, it's one who who, who makes his teammates better. So. Um, ugh, man, that's a really, really hard question. Well, here, I mean, especially I, since a couple of years ago, I was saying that that Wall was ready to step into superstardom. Uh, that when they they made that pretty deep playoff run there, I, I thought that that was the beginning of something really big for him. And I, I don't know what what's going on, what's going to happen with him. And, and Beals, he's got a great shot. He can handle the ball well. He, you know, he distributes it pretty well, even though he's not a point guard. So. Am I buying or selling? He's the best. I'll I'll, I'll buy that right now. Uh, okay, it's sort of a trick question because you could look at it a couple of ways. I mean, maybe Wall is their most talented player. It depends on what you yeah. uh, define as best player. Like, is it your most talented or is, or is it your most valuable? Because Wall might be the most talented. He might be the best player on the team in terms yeah. of pure talent. But in terms of value, uh, Bradley Beal yeah. might, might 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 be the really the best player uh, on the Wizards. So. Um, that's a good way of putting it. I think I agree with you. Yeah, I will. I, I will buy Bradley Beal um, as, as, as the Wizards' uh, best player simply because I think he's their most uh, valuable player. So, yep. Um, last one, buy or sell. This this one is uh, near and dear uh, to, uh, to, to you and uh, to me. Um, Novak. No- mm, I know where you're, I know where you're going. Uh, Novak Djokovic just won uh, the Australian Open. He he whipped Nadal surprisingly. Uh, yeah. Uh, in, in straight sets in, in, in the men's final, the Australian Open. Uh, major title number 15 uh, for Djokovic. Nadal has 17. So the question doesn't relate to them. Uh, it relates to our man, uh, Roger Federer. Are you buying or yeah. selling that Roger Federer will go down as the greatest player of all time? Oh, man. Killing me with this question. Yeah. You're killing me. Um, yeah, because I know what I know, I know what my uh, answer I know what my answer is going to be. So. My heart is breaking uh, with this question. I, I am I buying or selling that he will go down as the greatest player of all time? Yes, I, I think right now I'm going to have to sell that. I have to sell it too. Um, yeah, yeah. With the way Djokovic, he is a machine right now. If he is healthy, he is a machine in a different way than Nadal is a machine. I would never have termed Federer as a, you know, I would never call him a machine. He, he's, he's, that's just not the way he plays. He's, but, the, he's the artiste. Um, he's the artiste. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Man, I, it's so it's so surprising that I'm selling that, um, but I have to. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, he's, I, what he's got, he has 15 now, Djokovic. Right, and 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 he and Nadal are both much younger than Federer too. Federer's 37, and those guys are still in their early 30s. Uh, with, with, yeah, with, with, we're gonna have to see somebody rise up. We're gonna have to see a new rival rise up here in the next, in the very short, in the near future. You know, that's gonna be able to challenge him because he's gotten. It seems like he has Nadal's number. Who who else? Is, who else can beat him? Right. Well, he's got 15. Uh, he's got years in front of him. Nadal, you, you got to give him at least one or two more French Opens. That would put him right at absolutely. That would put him at right at. So assuming Federer's done winning majors, which. He probably is. Yeah. I mean, who, who sort of looks like that? Who, yeah. who knows? He'll be he'll be at twenty. I, I I could see Nadal and Djokovic each getting past twenty. They both have the career head to head with Federer. So so as much as we love our man Fed, it's it's going to be tough to argue uh, for much longer that he's the greatest. Yeah. Man, that, that I'm he's, sad now. That he's the really I know. I know. It's like a, like a, like a tear comes to the eye as as I say that. But I had to ask. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, that's a great question. I mean, I, you know, what's funny is I was looking back on some stuff that I had written within the previous year, and I saw that that uh, that column I wrote about Federer after he won the 2018 Australian Open, and you know, was waxing about Roger and how he still, you know, extended his physical prime some in, in somewhat in some way. And now it sort of seems like that's that's already over with, you know. Right. Well, I mean, he still plays at a high level. I mean, he he reached the quarterfinals of of the Australian, which is no small feat for a player yeah. of his age. But I mean, you just take it for granted that he's going to go deep into the tournament, so it doesn't seem as impressive. So, uh, right. But, but exactly. he's still playing at an extraordinary high, extraordinarily high level. It's just that he he can't. 
he hits that wall with Djokovic or Nadal yeah. or, or or one of these other up and coming uh, players, yeah, uh, like yeah. Like, yeah. like this kid from Greece that he ran into um, in, in in the quarters of sure. of, of the uh, Australian Open. So, yeah. Did so, you did you hear though that he's going to play the French this year? No, he is. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it, it's good. I mean, I think he, he realizes his years are coming to a close and. And, uh, and yeah, why, why, why skip the tournaments uh, anymore? Yeah, I think that, I think that sort of, that was my thinking on it as well. I think he, he wants to play at Roland Garros, you know, at least one more time or maybe a couple more times because he knows the chances are probably coming to an end there. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I hear the boat revving up down at the docks there. So, uh, um, so, but, but, but before we before we throw people onto the boat to nowhere, uh, what are we to make of the Super Bowl? I mean, I I think we both said last week New England. I'm I'm, I'm sticking with that. Just what what are our general expectations yeah. uh, for this game? Yeah. Um, I, I took a I took a bet with my cousin, my my Eagles fan cousin Adam. Um, he's obviously a hardcore Philly fan, but he he also like most of America hates Tom Brady's guts. So um, I took the I took the Patriots. Um, I think the I think it was a plus two and a half. I think is what he wanted. So I, I whatever. I'm taking the Patriots. I think they're going to win by more than a field goal. I think. I don't know why I feel that way. Do you think do you think it'll be a high high scoring game, or I mean, do you think the Rams will score a lot of points too? I do. I think it'll be in the in the upper twenties, in the low thirties. Even though I think New England will slow the, try to slow the game down a little bit, try or try to anyway. I don't know that they're going to be able to. We'll, we'll, uh, that's my big question mark heading into it. Will they be able to continue to run the ball the way they've been running it and control the clock? And if uh, even if they can't, they still have Tom Brady as their quarterback. You know, right? So they they always um, they always find a way to do it. No, uh, somehow, some way. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I. And, yeah, I think it's going to be a. I think it'll be a close game, but I, I do think the Patriots will win by, uh, uh, let's say, you know, four four points or something like that. Yeah. Plus Todd Gurley, there's a question about his health. Uh, Jared Goff is for a Super Bowl, so for for a lot of the Rams players, this is their first time in in this game. For a lot of the Patriots players, uh, that that they yeah. that they know the drill, they know the routine. So, so I, one one thing to add here, I, I look, I. I I, I will be happy if Rob Havenstein wins because he's a Lignor kid, and obviously that's a terrific angle. But it, sometimes you get players that make it to these big games, and I, you just really cringe in thinking that they're going to be champions. And that, that person in this game, to me, is Indomitian Sue. Yeah. I, it just bothers me that that guy could win a Super Bowl right. because he's just such a sort of a bad, dirty player not a bad player a dirty player right over the years the things that, is, that he's done so it just kind of makes me cringe that he would win a title but hey whatever he in dominican sue sounds like a worthy candidate uh to throw on the boat this week i mean uh, <laughs> he hasn't really done anything lately though and i don't think he's on the boat yet so uh so so we That's might we, we might reserve a suite for him on on on, <laughs> on the boat so um <laughs> Who, who you got? Are you putting somebody on there? You want me to go for it? Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Who are you throwing on the boat this week? Well, I only have one person, honestly, this week, uh, and he came to my attention last last Saturday. I was uh, I was working and I turned on uh, Bellator uh, MMA promotion. Oh had, yes. uh, the the finale of their heavyweight tournament, and the fun finale was Ryan Bader versus Fedor Emelianenko, who is a legendary name in MMA. Um, in the MMA world, he was uh, sort of like this mythic character and this champion for the longest time in Pride um, over in Japan, right before the UFC really took off. And he had this incredibly long unbeaten streak. And um, he's still fighting. So he was in this championship fight. I, I don't know how old Fedor is. He's probably 40 one or something like that. I, I couldn't believe he was he, still fighting when I saw that. He, yeah. I, when I saw that he was fighting, I'm like, I, already before I even knew what knew what happened, I'm like, what is this guy doing? Yeah. So I mean, and he had won a couple of fights to get to this point. So kudos to him for uh, continuing to to be able to win. He beat Chael Sonnen, and I think he beat another sort of <laughs> sort of washed up guy. I can't even remember who it was. But when I saw him, he got knocked out in 35 seconds. By Ryan, like a, a left hook by Ryan Bader, like almost the first punch that he ever he threw in the fight. Yeah, if you if you blame, he just he looked just he just looked terrible. 
Um, and he never looked great as it was. He was never like this imposing physical specimen. He was just like this this guy who could take punishment, and then he would figure out ways to win these fights in incredible manners. Um, but I, he just needs to stop. Like he, he needs to go away and stop fighting. Stop need, putting him on the boat. He needs to go up on the sun deck on the boat. Just pull up a lawn, pull up a chaise uh, lounge uh, chair yeah. uh, next to the pool, <laughs> or order a drink and just enjoy the rest of his life. Uh, sailing, yeah. s- s- sailing on off the end of the earth or whatever on this boat. So. <laughs> Go away, Fedor. Right? Uh, yeah, I, I completely second you on that. I have a couple people for the boat. I'm, I'm. If, if LeBron is not on the boat, um, he's going on this week. Um, just uh, because... yeah, I think we, I think we put him on there earlier, but yeah, okay. But 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 he and his boys are demanding that Luke Walton not be the coach. This is this is sort of LeBron's mo. Uh, he comes in uh, to these situations without a, without a strong established head coach. Um, he tried to do it in Miami, but but Pat Riley wouldn't let him do it to Eric Spolstra. Uh, he did it in Cleveland to David Blatt, and now he's trying to do it to a young coach in Luke Walton. LeBron's trying to, he, he's, he's trying to get Luke Walton fired, and I mean the Lakers are what what they are. It's not like they had a championship level roster to begin with. LeBron's been hurt for the last month, so I mean so so the record's not that great because LeBron has been hurt. So what, what what's wrong with Luke Walton as the coach? Just because he doesn't have this great pedigree, that that's not, that's not good enough for LeBron. I mean, who are they, who are they going to hire as coach? Magic Johnson. Can't, when 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 is LeBron just going to be the player coach? Why don't they just what? Why don't they just make that happen? Right. I really don't understand so, why he can't just be the player coach. So so LeBron and Maverick Carter and and Rich Paul his agent who's trying to facilitate this Anthony Davis trade. All those guys. Uh, welcome aboard. Uh, the, welcome like aboard uh, the boat. So those guys are going on, and the other two people I'm throwing on the boat are names you won't recognize. They are Tommy Badeau <laughs> and and uh, and Candace Lambert, who have brought on this lawsuit against the yeah. NFL for the ending. Uh, they're, they're New Orleans Saints fans, and they have sued the NFL trying to get Roger Goodell to invoke some mysterious powers that he has to get them to resume the. Uh, NFC Championship game at the point where that horrible non-pass interference call was made, and they're 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 trying. They've brought this lawsuit to try and like reverse to overturn the outcome of that game and, and, and try and resume that game, or just just have some sort of action taken to get the Saints in the Super Bowl when it it has zero chance of happening, and and yeah. and they're coming off as bitter fans that just can't accept that hey, things happen in sports. Not it's not always. Oh perfect. my God. It's, it's, that's it's, the other thing about this week. Is, is is overkill with Super Bowl coverage. There's just so much coverage of everything NFL related, and one of the story angles that I keep seeing these writers harp on is Saints fans. And now, oh, well, they're just going to ignore the Super Bowl. They're going to act like it's not even happening, and they're going to watch a rerun of the, the 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 year that the Saints won the Super Bowl instead of watching. I'm like, just shut up. Like, enough. This happens in sports. Yeah, I mean, Mistakes yeah. occur. Right. Mistake, Move on with your life. Mis- mistakes occur. Bad calls happen. Every team deals with them. Yeah, it's like, and, and, and what? Two days before the Super Bowl, the NFL is going to step in and say, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> b- 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 back, to, back to the NFC Championship game, guys. We, we There was a bad call that we that we have to correct. So One of the one of the things that they said in this lawsuit was like, they're claiming that there is, a, there is now a lack of a of an ability to enjoy life or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like that's part of this lawsuit. The fact the fact that they're taking a valuable time in a courtroom, some uh, court uh, stenographer uh, is, is having to work, some judge is having to sit, yeah. on, sit on the bench, like all this wasted time and energy going into this. So welcome aboard the boat, Tommy Badeau and Candace Lambert, for bringing this ridiculous lawsuit and and not just being able to accept that bad calls do happen in sports and it's not always going to go perfectly your team's way. So did you see that the 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 suit was brought about or whatever, and the judge immediately had to recuse himself because he was a Saints season ticket holder. Right. <laughs> so they had to find a, they had to find another judge. Right. Who who doesn't like football? I mean, the whole thing is beyond ridiculous. Like just accept the fact that sports aren't perfect, mistakes are made, and the Saints are becoming the biggest. Get over it. The, the, the Saints, your your boys. Uh, Eat it, Sean Payton. Are, are becoming the biggest crybabies and sore losers ever. So, um, so welcome aboard. You could bring any lawsuit you want on the boat to nowhere. There, Tommy and uh, Candace. So, <laughs> I'm sure they'll they'll find somebody to sue. On the boat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone will step on their foot or something like that, and it'll be like a class action lawsuit. So, 
All right, uh, seen or to be seen. Uh, mine will obviously be the Super Bowl because um, uh, there's not a lot of other compelling things going on in the world of sports right now. Maybe maybe Harper Machado will sign somewhere in the next week. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what you have if if, if, if you've read any. There's a couple. Oh, I'll look at yeah. Oh, go ahead. There's a couple stories I was interested in reading that I haven't got to yet in Sports Illustrated. Uh, one was about how how footballs are made. It, it's an interesting story that might not. Uh, might not interest everyone. I, I know it doesn't really interest you, Josh, but but it, it seems like an intriguing idea yeah. of, of how how a football is made, how how the how the, it goes from a cow to, to turning into a football. So um, right, not so, a pig, a cow. Uh, right, a cow. Yeah, yeah. That story, I think I te- well, I was texting with you guys. I said it really sort of doesn't interest me, and it's uh, almost the same in the same way that I'm not interested in how craft beer is made. Like. Yeah. We write lots. We write lots of stuff at the Frederick News Post about craft beer, but you're not going to get me to read it because I just really don't care. I like to drink it. That's you, about it. Right. You care. I'll about... watch football, but I don't care how football is made. Right. You care. About... <laughs> yes. You care. You care about drinking craft beer and watching football, and, and then your interest doesn't extend much further beyond that. Exactly. So. Yeah. I mean, I love great. I love great. You know, human interest stories and controversies and things like that when it comes to football. But I'm not interested in how football is made. But I'm sure the story is fantastic. Uh, yeah. So, so what you got this week? Scene or TV? Scene? Uh, so I was going to say I was going to give you props, man. I was going to I was going to go with scene, and so far, and 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 also to be seen because I know you have another story in the works. But you've written some really cool stories about Rob Havenstein, the Linganore graduate who is playing right tackle for the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl on Sunday. I know you'll have another one that will be in Sunday's paper. Um, just some, you know, it's great local content. I love that we have this angle that we can play up. Um, I think it increases the interest in our area in this game. And um, they've been fun stories to read for me as an editor. Um, so keep keep it up. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next one, and I hope um, hope our readers also take a look at those. They can find them on our website or in back issues of our paper from the previous week. So well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. So yeah. hopefully, if the Rams go back to the Super Bowl in a future year, that I'll actually get to go to the game because otherwise, I'm going to have to really dive into the Rolodex here and call like every yeah. every friend that Rob Havenstein has ever known, every teacher. I mean, it's going to be tough cranking out these stories sitting at my lo- sitting at my lovely desk here. But uh, but good. That's, I, that's the yeah. That's the annoying thing is that you're doing you're be, you're you're a journalist, but you're not doing you're not doing yeah. the job the way you you would like to do it. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not there. I'm not in the scene. It would be nice to like uh, hang out with the family a little bit at the event. Uh, hang, see what see what Big Rob's up to at the event while all these weird people ask him questions. So so hopefully uh, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll have the chance to provide some more color uh, in any future Rob uh, Havenstein Super Bowl stories with the Rams. But 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 glad uh, glad you're enjoying them. I've gotten some other nice comments about them too. So um, awesome. So good. All right, man. Well, uh, I, I know you're, I know you're nice and cozy. Uh, you're not going anywhere tonight, so you got a nice bowl of soup. I'm sure you're gonna have for dinner. Or... <laughs> got my snuggie. You know, I'm gonna yeah. start hunkering hunkering down here, start trying to find some stories to fill up the paper. I got a, a nice, a know, nice pages a, to fill. A nice February day uh, here uh, here in uh, Central Maryland. So, um, yep. so so thanks for thanks for calling in and uh, good good, good uh, talking with you as always and. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Absolutely. And we'll see you next week here on Just Another Sports Podcast.